Hello and welcome to Healing from Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, author of Life is No Coincidence and The Living Spirit, which shares stories of spiritual awakenings, spiritual communication, healing energies, and soul development. Today, I welcome Dr. Naaman Naim, author of Healing from the Inside Out, a medical doctor who specializes in critical care, pulmonary medicine, and palliative care. Hello, Dr. Naeem, and thank you for joining us on Healing from Within to share a multidimensional view of healing, wellness, and personal growth. Well, thank you, Cheryl, for having me, and uh, I'm uh, excited to have this conversation. As am I, and I loved reading your book. As listeners of Healing from Within know, and as the title of the show suggests, Healing from Within, we are multidimensional beings of energy, spirit, body, and mind, and as such, healing is based on understanding the inner wisdom of our soul essence, spiritual energies, and embracing this inner awareness of life for greater health, prosperity, a purposeful life, and always moving past fear and limitations to embrace new opportunities and insights. In today's mm-hmm. episode of Healing from Within, Dr. Naeem shares how often patients develop chronic illness and are led to believe they will just have to accept their diagnosis. Medical professionals often tell them the condition is chronic and they will have to manage painful and debilitating symptoms. Dr. Naeem, with a foreword from Dr. Bernie Siegel, explains this is a false mindset and a failure to engage the spiritual and emotional side of healing. We will also discuss how the mind and our patterns of thought may sabotage our healing journey and will practice exercises that focus on positivity. We will also discover the power of the mind to transcend physical limitations. I always love to begin each show by asking my guests to think back to their childhood and to remember a person, a place, an event, or something that may have given them or other people around them some insight into the future life path they would explore and the values, perhaps, and lifestyle that would be important to them as an adult. So think back for a minute. Tell us something about yourself as a kid. One thing that um, has defined uh, not only my childhood but my entire life has been uh, an intellectual curiosity and um, a desire to uh, seek knowledge. Um, I've always been a seeker and and an explorer, and um, this this played out, um, you know, through uh, excelling academically. And um, it wasn't just within, um, you know, the confines of academics and the school system. I mean, I would seek out knowledge um, wherever I could find it, you know, from my elders, from reading books on my own, um, and, uh, you know, from, from many sources. And um, it, was, it was at that time that uh, I got really interested in human potential and human behavior. Um, it, it, that interest was uh, it was uh, catalyzed by uh, one time I was in a, in a bookstore and um, I was in the self help section and I came across a book by 
uh, who I did someone who I didn't know at the time, who we all know, Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. I believe it was unlimited, unlimited, unlimited power, and it literally fell off the shelf. <laughs> and <laughs> I was uh, looking at these books, so and I read that book when I was uh, fifteen or sixteen, and uh, it it, it kind of it blew me away. I mean, the things he was talking about, how he transformed his life, and that really uh, catapulted my journey to diving deeper into this whole world of transformation of consciousness. Um, and uh, metaphysics by reading other authors, uh, you know, Wayne Dyer, Deepak Chopra, uh, Eckhart Tolle. I mean, the list goes on and on. So uh, the, the thing that has defined uh, my life has been the fascination with uh, you know, human potential, human behavior, and, and uh, you know, what we can achieve. You know, listening to you talk, I was the same type of kid. I was in the gifted class. I accelerated. Mm-hmm. I was in college by 17. And I, I, I you know, I, I had many questions like, who are we? What is life about? I studied religion right. and philosophy and science. And, you know, yeah. I had a lot of questions. And I knew a lot of the information being given to me, boy, perhaps teachers or parents or Mm -hmm. people in my life, was just not enough. There was something inside. Like there was almost an emptiness that that wanted to be filled with the truth. The truth was very, very important to me. So I understand that. I have another coincidence with you. You say that you were accepted into an internal medicine residency in Cleveland, Ohio. Now, my dad uh, studied podiatry in Cleveland, Ohio, and I always remember him telling me about, he was from New York, and being Jewish, he was looked at as an oddity there. So I kind of thought that you may have also felt uh, a little out of place in some places, maybe from childhood, because you were very unique and gifted. My father was in college at like 15. He was also very bright and gifted. So. Yeah, so so I thought you'd like to hear that coincidence. You know, nothing no, a, nothing's a coincidence yeah. anyhow. It's just no. a message from spirit to show us how connected we really are. Yeah. Oh no, no, definitely. No, that's that's an interesting story. And then speaking to what you said, I mean, you know, from a young age, the other thing I I started to realize, I really questioned. Um, you know, society's model of reality and what we took as real and what's the truth. I mean, I had this feeling from a young age that things are not always as they appear because we get all our information through our five senses. But I had this deep inner, I wouldn't say a knowing, but a suspicion that there is more to life and more to reality that we can then we can perceive our five senses and I had that from a young age long before I got into transformation and I just couldn't I couldn't define it I couldn't put my finger on it yeah I understand because uh, later on as I got into all the books that you were mentioning and much more as my heart was opening up to a different soul purpose and reality uh, yeah I Mm -hmm. felt this the same exact way and what it is yeah. is, is an energy form of life that's part right. 
the duality of our soul and energy life and our physical life and needing mm-hmm. to merge them or bring them together and that's a reality it's not it, it, it's a truth it's a it's a fact uh, of living and there are many things we can see but we right. can feel them at perhaps and they are real nonetheless and that's right. what you were looking for and that's what we both have learned uh, to be the truth so that's a great gift that we know that why are you a conventional physician writing a book about healing. What is it you hope to show in this book right. that moves past the, you know, the, the uh, allopathic way of thinking or Western way of thinking about medicine? Yeah. So, so when I when I uh, got into medical school and eventually graduated and got into my training, um, uh, it was a very busy time in my life. And, uh, you know, I got really uh, deeply uh, embedded, embedded into my medical training and, and learning everything I could to help my patients. But I soon realized that, um, based on my earlier experiences, that, you know, our, our model, uh, our medical model is deeply flawed. And, you know, we, we treat our patients with medications and procedures and surgeries and I'm not saying that they don't need those things at a certain stage in their illness, but what I came to realize is that, you know, we are treating um, our patients at the most superficial level of who they are. And what I mean by that is their physical being. And like I told said it earlier, how, you know, life is more than what we perceive with our five senses. Well, the physical is what we can perceive with our five senses, but we are multidimensional beings with several levels of um, of existence, which include the mental or the uh, the mind. Um, there's our emotions, the emotional self. There's the uh, vibrational self, which refers to our energy, and and there's the spiritual self. And I soon realized because of my earlier experiences diving deep into transformation and consciousness and metaphysics that. Um, medical school only teaches us how to deal with that most superficial level. And uh, this played out in seeing my patients stuck in the paradigm of chronic disease and being told that, you know, this is it. They're not going to get better. There's no way to heal. And I knew that that was not the truth. That's just what was being taught to us as medical students, as residents, and, and what we, in turn, imparted to the patients we cared for and I rekindled um, you know I had gotten busy so I had left kind of my earlier uh, interests but I got back into applying what I had learned about human potential and behavior to chronic disease and I had always wanted I've always been fascinated with the medium of a book I've always wanted to write a book Um, I just didn't know what I would write about because it seemed like everything had been written about and, um, you know, then I came up with this idea, well, now that I'm starting to explore this at a deeper level, I should just write about this and see if I can publish a book. So I started that journey many years ago. And, um, you know, I, I reached out to Bernie Siegel to write my forward. And he, uh, I got the greatest compliment from him when I sent him my initial manuscript. What he said is that I felt like I was reading one of my own books. Yeah, <laughs> and absolutely. I was, uh, I was deeply complimented by that. And then, you know, the book uh, got published uh, last September and it's out now. So, 
it was my own desire to um, uncover how we can truly heal instead of of living with the current um, healthcare paradigm of having to uh, uh, to suffer with chronic illness throughout our whole lives, which which I know we don't have to do. Absolutely, yeah. You know, I have interviewed many physicians and surgeons, including mm-hmm. Dr. Eben Alexander, who had a near-death experience, uh, and Dr. Vernon Maybe. Silvest, and Dr. Raymond Moody, and Dr. Miguel Ruiz, who was a surgeon and shaman. He, he was a mm-hmm. surgeon, but he went back to work more with the metaphysical energy as a shaman and so many spiritual psychologists and they all approach healing uh, from a mind-body-spirit perspective as you do just as we're talking about here and I would think it's like anything else it's an evolution of watching that uh, if something's not working most effectively with all your training medicines and Mm -hmm. surgery that you need to focus on a bigger uh, the whole human being a bigger perspective to finding out what's the cause of the disease and it could lie very deep at a cellular level due to a trauma mm-hmm. either in this life or before this life and uh, I absolutely love the way you're expressing that and uh, if we go on we're going to understand what's true healing so what is true healing? So how I define healing is um is cultivating and integrating all the different levels of who you are to create the optimal environment for your chronic disease to be treated effectively. So I've already mentioned this, but I'll go over it again. When I talk about the different levels of who we are, um, you know, we all know the physical, but there's also the mental, and the mental is the mind, and it's divided into the conscious and the subconscious mind. And... Um, and, and, you know, the mind is where our thoughts originate, but we are not our thoughts. That's just an aspect of who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, often we uh, identify with our thoughts, and, uh, and that becomes a problem because a lot of what we think is negative, and negative thinking, I think, is one of the greatest epi- uh, epidemics facing our planet. It's negative thinking. And uh, so that's, that's, an as- that's one aspect of ourselves that we have to cultivate, and there's the emotional self. And, you know, emotions are... Uh, how uh, is our experience of of um, what our soul is experiencing in our body here on this planet, and that is expressed through emotion? Um, but you know, often our emotions uh, can uh, also become uh, misguided, especially when we don't fully experience our emotions. Um, we are, we are, we are meant to experience the full spectrum of who we are uh, through emotion. From you know the heights of ecstasy to the to the depths of despair, and um, I'm not saying we go out and seek those negative emotions, but we are going to experience them because that is the nature of reality. That's the nature of life. Well, I think that's why a- I think that's why we're on the planet to experience all these emotions from the lowest vibrational to the highest so we may begin to choose those that bring us greater compassion and love and Mm -hmm. uh, you know I always tell my clients uh, on any given day 50% Mm -hmm. or more of the thoughts coming into our head are negative now the goal is to learn to 
pinpoint that, see it for what it is, and say, I don't engage you, or laugh at it, and say, I will wait till a better thought or opportunity comes in, and learn how to, well, meditation teaches you this, how to go in a state Mm -hmm. of peace and calm, and when you feel the way you feel doing that, mm-hmm. you know you don't want the chaos and commotion of the negativity that comes in with the lower vibrational energies of blame and anger and judgment. So you learn right. to know them and you learn to discard them because they don't work. And you also said in your book, cure is an end point. Finding a mm-hmm. cure or dealing with you know, symptoms is an end point, whereas healing is a process. And yeah. it's really not a linear process. It's really a non-linear process. You also mentioned right. Anita Morijani, uh, the author yes. of Dying to Be Me, who has been a guest on this show. And mm-hmm. uh, listeners may go back to 2012. The show is October 15th, 2012. And it's titled mm-hmm. uh, For Healing, Conquer Fear, Conquer Death. So uh, I love talking to her, and I'm sorry that she had to go uh, through her near-death experience and be so sick for four years with cancer. But she learned something from that experience. Can you tell her what she she learned? You you expressed it very, very well, what she really learned. Yeah. Yeah, so so the thing is, for those who don't need the story, Anita Morjani, uh, suffering from um, a type of lymphoma and she was uh, she was literally on her deathbed and uh, uh, and I read her book a couple times and and then what happened is that she had this uh, realization of her true nature of who she truly is beyond thought beyond mind beyond emotion beyond the body beyond everything and she had this realization of herself as unconditional love Mm -hmm. as her true nature and it was when she had this realization that um, uh, she healed. I, I mean, she healed. Yeah, she had a spontaneous in, healing. Actually, spontaneous. What we call what, what modern medic, medicine causes causes uh, calls uh, spontaneous healing or spontaneous remission, mm-hmm. which, which they're soon to dismiss because they can't understand it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing is, I don't think that modern science or medicine has the the, the technology to measure that. I mean, there are some things that are just beyond. Maybe one day we will, but but we can't. But you can't. Nobody can discount what she went through. And then another physician, Andrew Wheel, has written a book, I believe, about spontaneous uh, healing and remissions, where he discusses countless stories. So, so this story is not unique to Anita Morjani. No. But she, uh, but, but she wrote a, a book that was, a, I believe, a bestseller and, and popularized this this notion. And you mentioned even Alexander, um, who has actually endorsed my book, but he also went through, um, you know, a near-death experience mm-hmm. himself. Yes. So, so, and that's he was a neurosurgeon. And he didn't. Happened. I mean, he. Yeah, I interviewed him. He didn't believe, as I didn't believe years ago, no. in a reality. I I thought, you know, uh, you die and people remember you through the good deeds. I, that's what I was taught right. to believe. And so I was terrified, and so many people are terrified of death. But there is no death. There is only energy, no. and energy can yes. never be destroyed. So our thoughts and our experiences are contained yeah. within this soul that re- 
raises up to this level of life after life. And that's Absolutely. what they're talking. That's what they discovered in their dying process. And because it was not their time to go and they had other things uh, to achieve and to help other people with, uh, they did not die. <laughs> So they're, they're no, still no, both no. On, the, on the planet. But let's go on to why do you think the world's healthcare systems have strayed so far from the true path to health and healing? Yeah, that's, a, that's an excellent question. And, and I, I, I may end up writing a second book to delve deeper into this. Mm. But um, what I, when we're born into this world, we are born as pure beings of light, love, your consciousness now now what happens is that um, as we uh, start growing up and experiencing the world all of our attention um, gets directed outside and uh, there's so many things that are vying for our attention and you know we have so many influences on ourselves uh, we have our parents our extended family and we have our school system the education system we have our peers we have the media, we have popular culture, we have advertising, marketing, all these things that are literally conspiring to take our attention away from who we truly are and direct us outwards. And because of this, uh, mindfulness has to become like a movement in order to get us back to our true nature. We have to create this thing called mindfulness when we are born mindful. We are born in a meditative state. So, so what I what I believe is that the reason why the healthcare systems has strayed so far from from the true essence of the healing is the same reason why, uh, as we progress in life from childhood to adolescence to adulthood, we stray from our true nature because we lose our sense of that true nature because we are we are told by the outer world that. We have to look a certain way. We have to dress a certain way. We have to talk a certain way. We have to, we have to, to be a certain way in the world. When we, when in essence, we just have to be ourselves. Yes, we be who we are and express that unique true nature. Go on that journey of awakening to who we truly are. And I think it's the same reason why the healthcare systems have strayed from, from the essence of healing. Absolutely. If you don't know who you are, you can't have reach your full potential. And most people are thought to think of themselves as less than the magnificent, mindful, soulful creatures that they are. You're absolutely right. And in relationship to this thought about energy and an understanding of the universal laws of energy, which is necessary to achieve this multidimensional or holistic healing, in my book, The yeah. Living Spirit, I wrote this. Well, my practice centers mainly on Yushui Shiki Ryoho, a Japanese spiritual Reiki healing system. I have studied several other healing modalities, all of which have enhanced my spiritual growth, as well as mm -hmm. an understanding of the value for allopathic and natural alternative medicine to be used in conjunction with each other. The central mm -hmm. message has been that all healing methods work with the God source energy within us. Many teachers Correct. and mediums have told me there are healing energies. Call them angels, mm -hmm. loved ones, or ancestors present in our environment. And all energy healing t 
treatments tap into a person's natural ability to receive and realign their energies to these and other universal healing sources. So again, there we are. We're much more than the physical body, and we have much more help in the universal energies in other layers of life. And when we call on them, spontaneous healings can happen. It's not done alone. It's not a no. done. It's not mm-hmm. done alone. It's done with the cooperation and uh, the needs of our divine soul plan and universal plan all at once. So, uh, right. yeah, I think I think that's what needs to be brought back into our educational system, our medical system, yeah. our legal system, our governments. The fact of knowing who we are and respect. Uh, for all mm-hmm. people and all ideas and all values instead of so much negativity and blame and anger at other right. people who think out of the box, perhaps, right? Exactly. Yeah, because, like, you know, if I were to sum up my book in a phrase or two, um, I would say, you know, healing from the inside out is all about essentially just awakening to our true nature. It's that aspect of ourselves that can't be defined, that can't be um, that, 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 that unknown. And, and one of the, one of the, the steps in my healing journey and, and the healing path and the chapters is called, uh, embracing the unknown. And, and what I mean by that is, is, is getting to that place deep within ourselves that is, pervades our physical reality, uh, you know, transcends our thoughts and emotions and is one with all of life, all of nature, the universe, and, and the source, however you may think of the source. Right. Uh, for some people, that may be God. For others, it may be energy. universal energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so that is one with, uh, we are one with all of that. That is our true nature. And when you have that realization um, and you live from that place, uh, there is nothing that you can't achieve. There's no challenge that you cannot overcome. You you enter the flow of life, uh, yeah. the flow of the universe. And in your book you wrote, hopefully more will realize that we essentially have a foot in two worlds, but most yeah. of us do not realize this. You wrote this, the secret to healing and reaching our full potential is to acknowledge mm-hmm. the higher spiritual aspects of our being and to harmonize this with our physical selves. So yes. that that is yeah. the goal in every aspect of our human and divine learning cycles. So I want to thank you, Dr. Norman Naim, yes. author of Healing from the Inside Out, for a straightforward, necessary, and fascinating, incredible journey to the emotional, psychological, and spiritual roots of disease. This book has the potential to not only transform your approach to your chronic illness, but to life. For more information and to purchase this book, go to Naaman, N-A-U-M-A-N, Naeem, N-A-E-E-M dot com. In summarizing today's episode of Healing from Within, it has been my distinct pleasure to have Dr. Naeem show his profound love of life, humanity, looking with clarity and truth to understanding human and spiritual or energetic aspects of life in the hopes of taking us from a false illusion of self to the core essence of who we are. 
therefore harmonizing all aspects of our being. So any illness may be confronted by a host of emotional, psychological, physical, and spiritual support systems. As Dr. Naeem wrote, If all aspects of life in the universe thrive in a state of flow, then it only makes sense that you as a human being on this planet can only thrive in a state of flow. As I have already discussed, all of our bodily processes from the subatomic level to the organ system depend on the flow in order to maintain a healthy state. Flow is our natural state but modern life easily takes us out of this state with all of its demands, pressures, and distractions. So how do we maintain flow in every aspect of our being? You do this by being in the moment. The moment is where the past, present, and future coalesce in the now. The moment is where all separation ends between one human being and another. The moment is where you are one with nature and the entire universe. The moment is where there is complete synchronicity in all aspects of your life. The moment is when you transform time. When you transform time, when you transcend time, you transcend cause and effect, which is the usual paradigm of disease manifestation. Dr. Naeem and Dr. Bernie Siegel and I would like you to know that you can't separate your life your lifestyle, emotions, and traumas from childhood, from your thoughts, actions, and ultimately your health. You are the protector and creator of your health, and as you learn to love yourself and find within ways for creating more meaningful relationships and for creative outlets, you will want to resonate in goodwill, kindness, and truly enjoy a more purposeful life. These are the keys to healing and to reversing so many diseases our modern-day world is plagued with. I am Cheryl Glick, host of Healing from Within, and I invite you to visit my website, CherylGlick.com, to hear authors, visionaries, spiritualists, scientists, metaphysicians, educators, lawyers, musicians, and artists, indeed people from all walks of life, share a view of the universal laws of energy and ways to improve life both personally and collectively. Shows can also be heard on webtalkradio.net and dreamvision7radio.com. Thank you.